Welcome, everybody, to the very first episode of A Decade Under the Influence, the podcast where we will take 100 albums over 10 years. My name is Lucas Larry Ross. This is my list. And just a little bit of background on me. Uh, I have made uh, a top 10 albums list since 2010, um, obviously doctoring it a little bit as time has gone on. And I have brought in uh, a very, very fantastic gentleman, Jake Lawrence, to be a co-host with me. Um, go ahead. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I, uh, I I think I took some part of this list. I remember when you were first making it, uh, we kind of were talking about it, and we're like, okay, well, what? You know, let's think about 2011. Let's think about 2012. I'm excited to be here, guys. I think you're going to be excited with uh, the albums that we go over there's some really really good stuff some stuff that i haven't even heard so you'll get a fresh opinion as well as lucas's opinion i'm kind of here to butt heads in certain areas there are going to be some albums that we absolutely are just like this is the shit oh my god this is the best fucking you album. But, the best thing in the entire fucking world so expect that as well but you know there's going to be quite a few moments where i'm like okay all right Tonight's album may even be one of those times. Lucas, go ahead and introduce the album. So uh, my number 10 of 2010 is Eyelid Movies by Fantagram. It is the uh, very first debut album from the New York-based indie pop, synth pop, uh, electric rock album uh, made up of of uh, Sarah (laughs) Barthel and Josh Carter. Uh, Fant- uh, I wish his name was like Bartholomew Mellon or something. Uh, I, I wish too. It sounds it sounds a lot more like Fantagram. Yeah, Fantagram E. Uh, Sarah Bartho and Bartholomew Mellon. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be wild. That'd be absolutely fucking wild. Um, <laughs> but uh, basically, so Fantagram was formed uh, like 2007-ish, uh, and they went under the name of Charlie Everywhere. Um, and this was before they did anything uh, or, or, or anything like that. Uh, they were just playing some local shows in uh, Greenwich, New York. Um, and then they rebranded themselves as Fantagram, um, started releasing some really, really fantastic stuff. And this is their first uh, of their studio albums. Um, reason why I like them so much, just as a group in general, uh, especially back in like 2010, um, is just because they really kind of uh, fuse the elements of like indie rock that I was super duper into when I was like 14, 15. Um, and yeah, you're a, wee I was a, I was a wee little one when this album, I mean, I wasn't a wee little, I was, I was like 15, like chill, but, um, like in, (laughs) in, uh, in that, like I was a huge fan of bands like Phoenix. I was a huge fan of bands like, uh, like passion pit and things like that. And when those, when when they got a little fucking stale for me, hell yeah, dude, I'll take a walk. Anyway, when they, when they got a little stale for me, a little too like bubble gummy uh, or whatever, you know, I was really coming to my fucking own as a goddamn teenager. Um, <laughs> so fucking, so edgy. fucking edgy. I really just wanted to ease into that edginess with a little bit of fucking fantagram. <laughs> back, back when you were thinking, man, I need to listen to something heavy. Oh my God. I better check out fantagram. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> no. So, uh, this honestly, uh, it, it was kind of like the best of both worlds for me, uh, because they really kind of put in, a lot of really fantastic uh, hip hop well, elements. And, and real quick, yeah. Well, that was what I was going to yeah. say. One of the, one of the things Lucas is a huge fan of of like hip hop and everything. And this album in particular from Fantagram, I feel, has a lot more hip hop oriented elements. 
even as opposed to their later albums, uh, it, you know, you're kind of, you can kind of tell on this album they're trying to find their sound, and I feel like that fusion of hip hop with that little bit of electro, you know, like like I said, it helps people bridge the gap between the kind of genres that they really dig, and I feel that you know this this album does that fairly well. Absolutely, I, I mean, like uh, you know, it, it, you know, before we started recording, you started saying that. Uh, this album excels at being. Oh no no no! It excels as background music. I'm not gonna take that <laughs> no, back. No. So okay. I I it's it's. I, you put it on when you're gonna like chill. I like totally oh hey, disagree. what are you playing right now? Totally. Disagree. Oh, this song's called When I'm Small. <laughs> no, because this album can hold its own. This this album has some of the best singles that this band has ever oh, it's, released. It is. It's it's really good. Okay, when I'm small is great. Mouthful of diamonds is great. There's some songs on here though that are real sleepers, man. Like I don't know, running from the cops. That's all right. It's good. Running from the cops is one of my bad. favorite songs on the album. It's though. good, but it's not like you know. I th- I don't think a Fantagram is something that I'm gonna fucking put on vinyl and sit there with my goddamn headphones. I don't even do that anymore. But you know, sit there, get all audio filed out, and be like, oh my god, this album speaks to me. No, I, I think of eyelid eyelid movies. I almost said moments, you bastard. Right. Uh, Eyelid movies is more of like a. It's really. It is. It's good. It's good background music. You put it on when you're bored, at a party or something. I don't know. Something. See, like that. I think Not I that, think that this album directly contributed to a shift in indie rock in general, right? Because I don't know if I would actually even consider it indie rock. Well, no, to be perfect, exactly honest. right. So, like the the. Are you talking about like kind of the melding of genres here? Well, not or? I mean, because they were most definitely not the first band to meld genres, Jesus. But um, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the melding of like the hip hop elements with the electro elements. I, like, I don't know where you're getting the rock thing from. I, I mean, no. What, what, I, what I'm saying is that like there are elements um, of, of of this album in particular that I can see. Uh, obviously, taking influences from all sorts of rock bands of the early 2000s. Uh, maybe even into the 90s and things like that. Like, for example, uh, like, when I think about, like, Sum 41, okay? Dear God, don't Don't talk shit about my fucking Sum 41, all right? I'm all, oh, dude, that's that's up there with, like, 182 for me, buddy. Listen, (laughs) listen now. So, when I think of Sum 41, I think of rap rock being done horribly, Right? Okay. Now, granted, well, I thought you said don't talk shit. Now, granted, I love it. I'm a huge fan of Sum 41. It's got so much nostalgia behind it, and it's wonderful. But well, okay. How old were you when that when when what Fat Lip came out? Oh, dude, like, like I don't know. Was that 2002? And it went away, smash Come another tragedy of society. Society. <laughs> okay. See, it's like yeah, it's catchy. Dude, we, we all know exactly. that. But I don't know. I think. I think my sister kind of heavily influenced my musical taste for a long time. It's one of the reasons I absolutely hate Blink-182. I mean, I mean, and that's totally fair. But, like, when I think about that, like, that type of genre just mm-hmm. absolutely fucking tanked. And for a good reason. Like, it, it legitimately was not very good, right? Um, whereas... Well, I mean, I don't know if you would call that some sort of, like, rap rock. I think of, like, Limp Bizkit. When I think oh, of like dude. that terrible, trashy dude. rap rock, like okay, Sum Forty One, maybe you could call like pop. No way, rap, no way, punk, no way, rock, no way. Okay, all right. Well, I'm I'm really go okay. back. I'm not, I'm not a savant. Go back and listen 41. to the freaking fat lip intro, 
and that, that like <laughs> homie just spits a verse on it and everything and there you go it's okay it's okay that that song of all of the sum 41 songs i'm like eh, all right again just only for like nostalgia i mean purposes, that's totally but, fair but anyway so like you know there was a lot it was a huge part of a fucking guitar hero oh, absolutely. for me absolutely you know, uh, shredded that goddamn so song. like anyway we're here for fantasy yeah no but what i'm saying is is that sum 41 did the hip-hop rock pop thing wrong right and now at least back in 2010 in hindsight of course this will be a, a very awesome recurring thing is that i feel like when uh people are reviewing music uh, the majority of the time, they're reviewing it as soon as it comes out. It's always super duper fresh, and it, it hasn't had enough time to like totally meld and to uh, grow on you, and for you to perceive all of the different nuances of it, and you know all of that dumb shit. So, I think that the way that we're kind of approaching it, uh, going back to my favorite albums. Um, oh yeah, I mean the, the, the idea in general is very sad. totally. We have the gift of time, right? And I think that this album did the culmination of pop, indie rock, and hip hop correctly, right? They call them they I call themselves still, a street I'm not, I'm not beat band. And they call themselves a, what? a street beat band, like a, like a, like a, like a, a, a group that has a pop vocalist, right, and then sure. yeah. has hip hop instrumentals underneath it, and then uh, you know is greatly influenced by rock music. If you don't hear that on that guitar lick of When I, I'm Small. I do for When I'm Small. Yeah, totally. I, I get it. Okay, but it's not like I still can't get behind the idea that it's like this is indie rock. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. See, but yeah. like we'll see. You know, and, and, and maybe like me coming from, you know, the 2000s. We also have like very different musical background totally if you really think about it i mean we've known each other for quite a long time but before we knew each other all of the music that we listened to separately would have been nothing that we'd listen to now you know what i mean i mean that's fair that's totally fair yeah i'm I'm over there listening to like title fight foxing baroness converge and you're over here you know listening to stuff like phanagram and death grips and we won't get into that for too far but the whole the whole point here is is i think that's why this entire ideal will work because we're going to be constantly butting heads, but especially on stuff. Here's like this. the thing: you you yeah. can't say that they are not an indie rock band, and also say that the XX is an indie rock band. Yeah, I don't think the AXX is an indie rock Dude, band either. You're killing me. I I don't, I don't see it personally. It's not me. Well, and and here here here's my thing. I think of like Fleet Foxes, dude. Shit like totally. that. And and I, and I would say that or like or like Vampire Weekend. Totally. That would be indie rock. And I and I would say that indie rock has been totally fucking bastardized, right? Because like it's been bastardized half. Like bastardized in the sense of If there's any genre. Listen. That has not been bastardized. Listen, it's indie rock. Listen. <laughs> not necessarily bastardized, but I guess expanded to include fucking everything. It's kind of like hip hop as well, right? Like rock music is really, really fantastic because rock music has defined its own genres, right? Like nobody, multiple, yeah. yeah like yeah. nobody's listening to or like metal too. Well, That's no. Right. So like metal is a subgenre 
of rock and roll music, right? That's just a fact. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that's I, I wouldn't I wouldn't deny that. Totally. Sure. And then on the same side, like imagine Dragons' first album. Stop. Listen, <laughs> listen, and and just just to clarify, I fucking hate. So imagine far, Dragons. guys, just remember, just remember, Lucas has now brought up some forty one and imagine listen. Dragons. Okay. I don't like terrible music. As as example because, music. Because so Imagine Dragons is fucking terrible. But Imagine Dragons can still be considered in the rock genre. Right? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, like, like right, Imagine rock. Dragons is why yeah. the rock genre is so bad right totally. now. Totally. Right? Because so can like shit bullshit like Kings of Lord. Absolutely. Hey, fuck you, Aha Shake Heartbreak, we're gonna talk about. You fucking goddamn and it's, I, it's oh, so oh, good. It's so fucking oh, bad. Oh my god. Oh my god. I hate Anyway. Um <sighs> anyway. So like rock has really kind of you know developed all of that stuff. And really, that's the reason why people are so upset about all of these SoundCloud quote mumble rappers. Uh, because they're dude, we can't get into this. Stuff. Okay, this is gonna no, go no, no, forever. Because no, no, no. this all ties in. <laughs> Shut up. This all ties in, okay? Um, okay, listen. So, like, draw me in. Lucas. Okay, I'm drawing you in, bud. You know, like a French girl. Anyway, that's that's weird. So, like, fuck, dude, I totally forgot where I was going. Oh, okay, yeah, I know, no, SoundCloud, really SoundCloud rappers, right? So everyone's like, this is not real fucking hip hop. Tupac and Biggie would be rolling over in their fucking graves if they heard Takashi Six Nine or whatever, right? Like, my thing is, is that. Hip hop suffers from not having actually established genres, subgenres, right? Like, like, and then also the subgenres that they put them into are kind of derogatory. Like putting, you know, Lil Pump into mumble rap when he's not really a mumble rapper and doesn't use a lot of auto tune, right? Or uh, putting, uh, I guess, uh, Takashi Six Nine into like uh, some type of weird emo soundcloud cloud trap or whatever like all of that stuff is stupid <laughs> right cloud trap cloud trap bro dude i would fuck with with that as a genre so, yeah dude cloud trap it sounds like some it sounds, sounds like vape rap dude vape rap <laughs> let's start it though that is might be a fa- that's another episode though vape rap that's anyway that's a shirt guys do you want a shirt vape rap um so TLMMMF what G- is so um like that that's really the biggest thing right is that i consider fantagram to have like the exact same type of components as an indie rock band right what they do with it though is way different now okay sure i i see your point i guess on on that yeah, being that this the whole subgenre thing and everything working together. It's just I don't see the actual sound of their music. Okay, anything near what I would consider indie rock. I completely agree with electro, pop, hip hop, culmination, fusion, whatever you want to call it. But at its core, Fantagram is not indie rock. But Fantagram is an independent artist, and and not independent in the sense of like fucking not signed to a label 
or whatever, right? But like an alternative artist. They're not like a Taylor Swift. They're not like a, a huge group doing all of this stuff, right? But they are still making drastic movements and it's more of like not necessarily an underground type situation, but I would still put it underneath indie rock. Genres are fucked. We can't get into genres. We, I mean, this we're already 16 minutes no. in. <laughs> we're going to get into genres. Okay, every we can get into episode. genres, but it. Kanye West we is not a rapper. Okay. Kanye West is a visionary and a performer, and he's an indie rock guy. You know. <laughs> so I think my uh, my favorite song on Eyelid Movies is probably Mouthful of Diamonds, and I think it's because it's a great opener. I, I think that they, they did a very, really solid job to draw the listener in with that first song. It starts very, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, it, it's it's got energy, it's got movement, you know, you can, that's like one of the songs on the album that I'm like, yeah, okay, I can sit here and listen to this, but then there's a lot that I just kind of, like, zone out into nothingness Dude, and think, what am I let, doing? Let's just talk about Mouthful of Diamonds really quick, because here, here th- this is why... Fansgram is my number 10, okay? Uh, and this is why okay. Eyelid Movies is my number 10. And it's mm-hmm. because, like, it's a little bit too long, right? It has quite a few tracks in here that I think could have been cut, right? If this was a 10-track album, right, and each one of the tracks had just as much of a sticky fucking thing as, like, Mouthful of Diamonds, When I'm Small, uh, All Dried Up, uh, Bloody Palms, uh, even Let Me Go and 10,000 Claps. I think that that might be the album, right? Whereas there are certain songs on here that I don't think need to be on here, which is why I think it contributes to the whole idea of like, oh, I could just have this on in the background, right? Because... I think that there's just a little bit too much material, right? And then, and then you kind of have to sift through it because I mean, it like, and it's not because they don't have like incredible musical moments happening, right? Like, cause they absolutely fucking do. Absolutely. Sure. Sure. Like, like for example, the, the, the guitar, uh, in Mouthful of Diamonds, that oh my God, dude, the way that that just like folds in, over the weird, trippy synth beat. Oh, dude, it's so good. And, and like the thing that I really appreciate about all of these really f- fantastic songs, uh, like When I'm Small, Mouthful of Diamonds, even 10,000 Claps, like they have all of... All dried up. Yeah, all dried up. They have all of these individual layers, right, that are just so good when it all comes together, right? Like, like, sure. like for example, on When I'm Small. The, the the drums come in, right? And it's just a bass, little little simple drum machine beat, and then that fucking slapping ass bass just fucking just taking me and just rolling me up into a little fucking blanket and just... Uh, <laughs> Making me a little, little piggy a little in a blanket. A little piggy in a blanket. Just that boom, 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 boom. Dude, so good. Well, that's a good... It's, you know, when I'm small, I'm glad is not the uh, first track on the album, the opener. 
because I feel like Mouthful of Diamonds and When I'm Small work really, really well together. And then once it gets to turn it off, it's just kind of like, it doesn't blend nearly as well. I mean, and that's totally fair. And that's kind of what I'm talking about, right? Like, if this album were to have songs that mirrored Mouthful of Diamonds, uh, When I'm Small, 10,000 Claps, uh, Turn It Off, All Dried, all dried up. up, like... If, if, if they had a 10-track album of that, it may be way higher on my list, right? Sure, sure. I mean, it's your number 10. Exactly. So it's kind of like, I mean, it's not to say... I mean, of all of the fucking music that came out in 2010, just being in my number 10, and I'm not saying that I'm like fucking God, but I am. <laughs> yeah, you sounded, sounded a little... little I'm odd. just saying <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway. Totally. Um... So, like, just just the fact that it's that it's in this list is is fantastic, right? It, it, it's a fucking great album. I recommend it immensely. However, no album is perfect, and I just think that this was such a fantastic transition for me, um, to from like the as as a little like fourteen year yeah to from like the 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 glitzy bubblegum. Indie rock bands like Phoenix, like I said, like Phoenix, like uh, uh, you know, I, I mean, I like, like I said, Pat, like Pat, 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 shut up, MGMT, probably, yeah, MGM, but okay, MGMT is great. Um, MGMT is fantastic. I, I won't, I won't throw them under the bus. Yeah, but, but like, it's still kind of like when I think of Passion Pit, for some reason, I still think of like MGMT. Well, and you know, as you should. Um, and, oh, and your and one of your favorite bands, uh, Muse. <gasps> Jesus, everybody. I fucking hate <laughs> Muse. I hate Muse. I saw Muse with passion. Almost. Almost. As much as I hate the Foo Fighters. Ooh, you. You're a monster. I know I'm a monster. Everlong is great. Oh, my God. So. There's some great Foo Fighters out there. Okay. And here's, and here's the fucked up thing. Okay. So, like, we're, this is our first episode. We're doing all of these introductions. All of this stuff, right? All of this is entirely subjective, okay? Like, yeah, it's you know, at the end of the day, our opinions don't should mean little to nothing. Fucking matter, right? Like, if you fucking love Muse, keep loving totally, Muse, guys. and keep listening to the podcast because we have some really fucking fantastic things to say about music. But whatever. Um, but like, yeah, and it's the same thing. If you, if you love Foo Fighters, whatever. I mean, you know, and another another thing that I want to say. Uh, about this podcast is is you know there's a lot of stuff on here that I know people haven't really listened to and and if anything continue listening because there's going to be a lot of that that you're going to learn and there's about. probably going to be a lot of stuff that people are going to fucking hate there's going to be a lot like next week is one hell, of those. oh shut up dude okay no no <laughs> that's just not true because next week album, we're not going to get is into better that. than this we're not week's album. Get into that. It's definitely not. It totally is. Oh my god. Okay, and then here, you know what? If you want to go there, uh, cruise on down to the pizza. Five house. weeks from next week, <laughs> and Taco Bell. Stop the combination pizza. You can stop. Bell. Okay, let's get back to Fantagram. Okay, sorry, man. that's another episode. So I mean, that's really it, and I really think that it's just so goddamn impressive that. These two people have been able to kind of craft their own little niche. I know that you don't like fucking Sylvanesso at all. Um, and we're going to talk about them. Definitely not. In the future as well. 
But I mean, Fantagram, I feel, is is kind of... Yeah, they're a tastemaker. Totally. Uh, I think that Fantagram, it was a taste... like. Things like Purity Ring may not exist if it weren't for Phantom. Or Sylvanesso. That, well, sure, Sylvanesso. Uh, there, there are plenty more beyond that that the I just XX. can't really think of. Maybe. Jamie XX is I, a I think the XX was probably around the same time. No. At least like the XX conceptual. Yeah, yeah, conceptual. In their current iteration, their most recent album is very poppy and very similar to what uh, Fantagram yeah. was doing in the earlier years. But I mean, and that, yeah. and that's really it. Is that like, I don't know. Uh, in 2010, nobody was doing something like this as well as Fantagram was, and I think that that's going to be a very consistent thing that I guess I look for. Right? Is that like I I I totally get like there are certain times when innovation does not equal fantastic products like Speeding Bullet to Heaven two. But, like, a lot of the times what I'm looking for, because there's so much music out there, a lot of times what I'm looking for is just something that sounds different and someone doing it incredibly well, right? And Fantagram has really kind of latched on to this type of sound. This album and their sophomore album are just just, just so fucking good, right? And, and, it, and, and then it starts to kind of go. Well, over. no. I mean, their 2016 mm. album was good. Whatever they were, fo- they were more focused on big, big Grams, and I like Big Grams. I've seen Big Grams; they're cool. Um, more of a novelty uh, situation, like holy fuck, I saw Big Boy and Fantagram in the same group together performing Miss Jackson and Mouthful of Diamonds. It's like a thing where you can say, like, yeah, totally. I I saw that happen. Totally, super cool. But like, I just think that like the ability, and and that's another thing. You know, speaking of Big Grams. Like, they have been able to craft songs that a former member of Outkast is then... Was like, yeah. Yeah, that, that was like, hey, those, those sound really fucking good. Can I, like, hop on and can we make music together? Like, that is truly a testament to the type of beats that these people are making. Like, really nice glitchy fucking uh, uh, nice beats with nice crisp hi-hats, uh, you know, very buzzy, blurry kind of synths in the back, all sorts of stuff like that. And I think that it's just so good. The way that they dress up these songs and and have these different types of layers to them. And just and, and, and it doesn't even necessarily have to have uh, the lead vocalist on it. Because she's incredible. She is super duper good. But like uh, Running From The Cops, that's just an instrumental. And I still absolutely love that track. Right? I think that it's amazing now granted would i plug my headphones in to my terrible 70s turntable and (laughs) listen to it with my freaking akgs on there absolutely because i fucking love it but most people probably wouldn't right no i I mean okay i i've heard when i'm small like hundreds of times it was on a gillette commercial hundreds because it was it's just it's everywhere Right. It's it's that it's like it's got that kind of same allure of like this song's everywhere. So, I mean, I've heard it. Everybody knows it. Totally. But I never think to myself, like, I want to hear the rest of that band. <laughs> like, and, and, you know, now that I've given it its due diligence and, and all that stuff, it is good. It, it absolutely is. And I, and I I have nothing necessarily against Fantagram. 
I just don't see them as being something like I said that I that I could just sit there and jam out to. Totally. Like, I mean, and, and and you know that's kind of one thing. Like I do kind of wish uh, because on this album, uh, you know, Carter, the uh, the male uh, in, in in the group, the beat maker, the instrumentalist, uh, he does have the fella. The fella. Uh, he does have some vocal appearances. They're not very good. I think he totally knows oh, that no. they're not that good, especially when right. uh, compared with uh, Sarah, like because she's awesome, and he she has and a great he just voice. comes in That's, like you know, and, and it's just it's just okay. Um, he had to be included. I, no, that's fair. But like for example, the XX. Uh, I mean, even at the at the same time, though, I'm gonna like completely contradict myself. He is included. I mean, he does everything else. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think that that is one thing that they could have really just kind of done away with, right? Is all of that kind of vocal stuff uh, from him. Okay. And then, and then another thing that I think is that, like, as a whole, there are only so many breakbeat hip hop with female vocal things that you can slap together on an album, right? And I think sure. that there, it would have been nice to have like a little bit of a different situation happen, like kind of right in the middle, just like a different track to just kind of like, you know, something like really kind of nuts or uh, really kind of buzzy or maybe a little bit of an industrial or something to just kind of break it up a little bit. Because like, like you said, it does become a little bit monotonous. But when it hits, it fucking hits. It becomes sedentary. I'd say. Totally. But this is a sexy fucking album. I would say it's good. I would say that this is a sexy album, and not sexy in the in the sense of like, fuck, I'm so turned on right now, but sexy in like the charisma that these people portray. Right? It's 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 seductive. It makes you like fucking want to be like, holy shit, like like on those first two tracks, like holy shit, I am so ready for this. Unfortunately, like it doesn't necessarily deliver the caliber of those first two tracks throughout the entire throughout album. the rest of the entire album, but. If you like those first two tracks, then I highly, highly fucking recommend this shit. It is so goddamn good. So good. Yeah, I mean, okay. And, and, and like I said, to counter these points, I still 100% am of the thought process that this is great background music. And that's not a diss to the album at all. There's some great stuff out there that I find that is better to be ambient as opposed to something that's like directly in your face. Even when it comes to the first two albums on the song, they're very good. I think that the first album on the song is even more of like a, of like a boom, bam, like kick you right in the balls. Uh, then when I'm small, when I'm small is really good. Don't get me wrong, but the baseline it can, I don't know, there's something about it that just kind of, it doesn't necessarily do it specifically for me. It's a good dude, album. it is. I mean, it's a solid seven. Dude. Okay. I, w- I would at least give this album, <laughs> I would at least give this album an eight. Mainly just because. I'll give this album a 7.5 because it was their first one. Well. They did a great, great intro That's why I give it an eight, dude. It's their first fucking album. Like. That it's That's great, so, but I'm not going to just give somebody the benefit of the doubt. No, I, I, you get half a point. I, for I, I, no, I mean, I mean that's fair. Whatever, right? But like, you know, uh, th- there there have been many 
first albums that are just not very good because they have no fucking idea what they want to do, right? I would venture to say... That, there have been many second and third albums totally, that are a lot like that totally, as well. Right? And, and I would even say that, that, that Fantagram's third album uh, is kind of them being like, we don't really know what the fuck to do anymore, so we're just going to make the Naked and Famous it's V2. 2016. Um, and so, like, I, I, I just personally think that this album is absolutely a fucking eight, and it lands firmly at my number 10 of 2010 easily. Firmly. Firmly. Okay, here, here's a couple other questions. All right, so Fantagram is number 10 very firmly, like 100%. Like, it is your, it is definitely number, it's de- it's mediocre, but it's not mediocre to the point of not making it onto the list. Totally. When you were making the 2010 list, was Fantagram something that came to mind right away? Fantagram was something I, I distinctly remember as a freshman in high school, and I distinctly remember listening to Fantagram uh, like on my way to uh, like zero hour and shit because I was a band nerd. Uh, like on, on my way to zero hour and just thinking about like all of the different motion that they had, right? Now, sure. When I thought of 2010, right? We're not giving away the rest of the list. Keep that in mind. When I thought of 2010, Fantagram was not the first thing on my list. No, no, no. And I'm not saying it's the first thing on your list, but I'm saying you had like, did you have like a pretty solid, I guess, idea that like this would be on your list? Like, yes, Fantagram would be on that list. When you're thinking of it, like when you first went through, were you like, okay, Fantagram, blah, blah, blah. Or like, were you like, blah, blah, blah. And then a couple of days later, you're like, oh yeah, Fantagram. Uh, I mean, no. No, because I feel there's there is one album not on this list that I would easily, very easily replace Fantagram with. What album is it? Plastic Beach. I mean, yeah, I I, I don't know. <laughs> I just think I'm just I'm just throwing it out. I think that Plastic Beach definitely outdoes eyelid movies. Because Plastic Beach was different, but not to the point of being like, oh, this isn't even the Gorillas anymore. Or this isn't even Gorillas anymore, for those of you out there who are like, it's not the Gorillas, you fucking idiot. I don't know. I mean, I mean, and this is this is not an episode about Plastic Beach. But versus Fantagram. But what I'm saying is, you know, I, I'm, I'm when I think to 2010, Plastic Beach is kind of like one of those that would have been at the forefront. And I'm surprised it's not for you. That's all I'm throwing well, out Well, no, Plastic Beach kind of hurt my feelings because, like, I, I I didn't really like it. You didn't like Plastic Beach? I didn't really like it. I understand not liking humans. That one wasn't that good, but I thought Plastic Beach was fantastic. I mean... Come on, man. Melancholy Hill? No, like, and there are absolutely some really fucking good... Uh, albums or some so, yeah, some some i gorilla iconic songs. gorilla songs, and most definitely uh, the self-titled and Demon Days. We are going to fucking talk about in our off weeks. Most definitely, absolutely, absolutely. But but I mean, you're you're leaving out super fast jellyfish, rhinestone eyes, stylo, man. totally, stylo, Lucas. I'm I'm aware. 
I th- I Come think on. that Fantagram some better. kind of nature. Fantagram's better, dude. I think Fantagram has two songs that really draw me in, and the rest of it is like, eh, sorry, right. ten thousand claps, so good. It's good. We were just talking about that, but uh, it's still, I'm to the point of being like, eh. I mean, and that's fair. And you know that 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 may be Plastic Beach would be like eight on my list. So uh, maybe I'm a little more of the mindset. Right, because Plastic Beach, you know, I was older. <laughs> You're not that much older. Chill. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. I, I think that, I mean, there's going to be a lot of those moments in this show where I'm like, why wouldn't you include this? Why wouldn't you include that? And that's that's kind of what I'm here for. I think a lot of it was just that Fanscram was so new, right? Like, Well, frankly, when you were writing this list, coming up with this list... There are many moments where we're like, wait, what year did that come out? Totally. What year did that totally. come out? Totally. What year did that come out? You know, like, and and I feel like it's still a very, like, true to Lucas list. No. Um, because it took you. Absolutely. You know, ex- a, a while like to, I guess, compile. Two years these. completely. And I also think that, you know, because I've been making these lists since, uh, like, making these lists live since 2015. Um, and so, you know, three, three years to kind of go, like make the list live, get it, get it completely, uh, hard pat by, by January 1st, all of that. Right. Whereas the list prior to 2015 is really just me going through all of the fucking albums that were released in those years and then being like, holy shit. Because they weren't at the forefront of totally, your mind. But like that, like, but you know, for example, um, forefront of my mind in 2010, boom, the national right there. And we're not going to get into I know. that though, because that's like spoiler I know. alert, man. But <laughs> fuck are you doing? I'm just saying, but like the, 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 the rest of my lists are very much influenced by nostalgia. Right of like oh shit I remember you know this I fucking jammed yeah I jammed to this shit right and a lot of the albums that we're going to review that are not on my list um, are you know going to be equally that way because all of those albums came out prior to 2010 right and and a lot of those albums also I found after 2010. Right. And I just, I simply cannot include them in this list out of my own ethical credibility and because I would get fucking torn apart. But <laughs> go and just name one. Let's tear you apart. What's no, up? no, no. T- torn apart in, in the way of like, uh, like, hey, why the fuck are you including Silent Alarm by Block Party in your list when it came out before 2010, dude? I'd be like, okay, fuck you. Uh, okay, yeah, that's you know what I mean? Like, this album is incredible. Um, or like, or like the woods that's, yeah. by Sleater Kinney, or good news for people who love bad news by Modest Mouse, or uh, in an airplane over the sea, violence, violence by Ceremony. Sure, <laughs> you know, uh, in an airplane over the sea by Neutral Milk Hotel, dude. Or that was like the nineties. Uh, that was eighty nine. Um, eighty nine. Yeah. Um, Bet. Look it up right now. <laughs> Um, or, you know, the Beatles White Album. 1998, dude. Fucking dyslexic. No way. February 10th, 1998. Oh, 
Yep, I fucking suck. Yeah. Um, but all right, guys, don't listen to the podcast anymore. Yep, nope. It, Lucas doesn't know what he's talking about. I don't, I don't about. know what I'm fucking talking about at all. At all. No, Thinking that. I made, think of the neutral milk hotel was that ahead of their time. <laughs> I made one goddamn mistake, chill. Um, yep. Never gonna. Or, or you over. know, like some, some specials records uh, that I think are just fucking incredible. Uh, or even D Stone. Oh, yeah. Or you know, Joy Division. Yeah, they heavily influenced the Gorillas. Oh, I don't doubt it. Or Gorillas. You know, it also influenced Gorillas. What? <laughs> Blur. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. That hurt me. That hurt me. The gorillas is blur just with extra steps. <laughs> <It is. laughs> That's true. Uh, That's why it's I've funny. seen Damon Albarn and So have I. Dude, I saw gorillas in Seattle. No, 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 no. You saw gorillas in Seattle. You didn't see Damon Albarn. I saw Damon. He was there. Okay. <laughs> like I saw Damon Albarn. Okay. And it was just the fucking gorillas, like, and he was doing single stuff, and it and it was just it was just gorillas, and then it was also Blur up on that fucking stage, right? In the same way, because in the same way, like that same year, I saw Paul McCartney, right? I saw the Beatles, I saw fucking Wings, and then I also saw Paul fucking McCartney. Okay, you also saw Cake. Okay. Oh my. Oh my God. I got drugged to fucking Cake. <laughs> Yeah, was so hot. And fuck cake. Can I just say fuck cake? Oh god, long oh, jacket. Dude, that was the same year you got to see Ween. No, I didn't see Ween that year. Fuck <laughs> no, I didn't see Ween that year. Washing man, take me by the hand to another land that you'll understand. SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Fuck with me. Terrible. Fucking terrible. It's great. It's a great. Um. But, and I mean, like, speaking of Ween, there's a little bit of Ween influence on this Fantagram album. (laughs) There is, dude. I just, I want to hear how. Like, I want to hear how. In, in, uh, in. Speaking of Ween. (laughs) Well, in, in, in Carter's vocal delivery. Right, the 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 male vocalist. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's not good, but you don't. No, have, you listen, don't I'm not. Apart. I'm not. I'm not saying that he's bad. Right, I'm just saying that the vocal delivery that he has, right, paired with the way that the beats move and all sorts of stuff like that, it's kind of like fucking Ween. Little, no. Yes, I can't. I can't. No, there's no way that I will compare because I like Fantagram. I don't really like Ween. <laughs> I I won't put Fantagram on the same level as like, yeah. I think that I think that uh, Hylude movies was was influenced a bit by Ween. Well, okay. You know you know Ocean Man. No, I'm not. Reminds me a I'm lot not, of I'm, when I'm, I'm small. Not, you know you know when I'm small was heavily influenced. I'm not fucking saying by Ocean I'm Man not by Ween. Saying that Fantagram was heavily <laughs> influenced by Ween. Jesus Christ! Out of context. Who are you? Fake news. <laughs> but what I am saying. Is that there are certain components in here that mm-hmm. a lot of Ween fans might like a little bit, right? What do you think the average Ween fan listens Experimental to? Experimental things. Things. You think the average Ween fan? I think the average Ween fan listens to Spoon. Eh, that's probably fair. I also don't really and like, cake. Oh, yeah. 
Here, you know what? Let's see. Uh, butthole surfers. Oof. Primus. Oof. Primus is good, no. man. They're like Primus. Say what you will, but Primus. Primus has. They has are done some shit. Quite, quite definitely a genre defining. Absolutely, game. I totally agree. Because you didn't know what the fuck they were doing. I would not sit down and jam a Primus album, though. You wouldn't sit down and jam a Primus album. I mean, I might. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. No, no, no. Let's 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 get into this. Let's get into this right now. You wouldn't jam Tales from the Punch Bowl. No, I would. Yeah, I totally would. That's what I thought. Or or the most popular, uh, maybe not the most popular, my personal favorite, Sailing the, Seal, Sailing the Seas of Cheese. I mean, I mean that's come also on. good. How do you not want to listen to that that's album? Also good. Okay, and then, but then Ween also has things like the Flaming Lips. I fuck with the Flaming Lips, though. Sure. And the Melvins. You love well, the I Melvins. I also love the Melvins. Dinosaur Jr., that's one of your favorites. I mean, I, I kind of like Dinosaur Jr. I really like the Violent Femmes, uh, which is very similar to... But, but something that I'm also throwing out there is that Fish would be under the same Absolutely. Kind of category as Ween. So it's like, I don't know. I, I just can't see Ween being at all, at all, in any way, shape, or form influential on something like Dude, that. Dude, like, just, just like the little tiny bits of like... Like synth in there, little like slightly little bits of like psychedelic rock, um, as well as uh, like a little bit of uh, the glitchy uh, kind of blurred out backgrounds that Ween kind of has a little bit right in the same way that like you know fucking a lot of these other bands that are related to Ween uh, also have bands like the Flaming Lips and fucking Violent Femmes. And like that weird, yeah, little, like Umphreys what Mundi the fuck am I listening like to? All that stuff, right? I mean, even like Smashing Pumpkins is pretty similar. Uh, Oof, or or don't. even shut up. So, like, I just think <laughs> that like a lot of these uh, types of components that Fanscrim is kind of putting into this music is very much derivative of bands kind of like fucking Ween. It's not, dude. Totally. No. Like like I think that your entire kind of basis for your love for this album was that it's so that it was kind of like a genre definer, right? Cool. Thing people have been heavily influenced by Fantagram. Now, picking apart who influenced Fantagram is is a much I'd say harder Now, Fantagram has been quoted in saying mm-hmm. that they have been inspired by the Beatles. That they were influenced by Ween. David Bowie. <laughs> sure. Flaming Lips. Sonic Youth. Makes sense. Prince. Makes sense. Makes and sense. Mad Lip. Sure. All right. Right? Yeah. And so. I'll give you that. Like, there, there are. Okay, you cannot fucking deny that there are some direct similarities between Ween and the Flaming Lips. And let me just get this on the air. I don't fucking like Ween at all, but I like the Flaming Lips. You're seriously defending Ween. I, I am seriously defending fucking. I never thought I'd be in this position, but I'm seriously <laughs> defending Ween because Ween allowed for. I'm pretty sure we made a bet about this like two years Shut ago. Up. No, we didn't. I don't think that we did. Pretty sure you owe me like $300. No way. I, I, 
Nope. Yep. But. Yep. Like, there. Ocean Man. All right, guys. It's 48 minutes in. We're literally rambling about damn near nothing at this point. I am taking the gavel. I'm slamming it down, guys. This has been the first episode of A Decade Under the Influence. Jake gave the album a 7.5. I give the album an 8. This is my number 10 of 2010. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, If you want, you can uh, subscribe to all of our fantastic social media um, at Under the Influence, uh, Decade Of. um, And so... What the fuck? Yeah. That is... At... You made at under the influence decade No, I made at a decade under. (laughs) The influence. No, it was just a decade under because a decade under the influence was too long. So... Why didn't you just make it A-D-U-T-I? Because then nobody would be able to find it. We're going to change it, guys. It's it's a decade under. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. (laughs) Uh, Follow us on Instagram. I'm going to get a subreddit going. Uh, We have a Facebook group. Follow follow Lucas at Slaughter Pops. Yes. Follow me at LRNTZ.JPG. Also, if you have the time and you want to listen to me talk some more, check out I Hope This Doesn't Suck. That's my podcast where I talk about random nothingness, sweet random bullshit right in your ears. And um, yeah, you guys, if you listened, like, good on you, man. There's going to be more of this. Let us know what you think. Let us know what we can do better. This is the first episode. Introduction time. So, uh, obviously, it only gets better from here, right? Hopefully. It or we just fuck it it's up. It's going to be this every yeah. time. We're just going <laughs> to fuck it up. And there's not going to be no structure. And we're just going to... I'm just going to talk about how I love these albums. And you're just going to... He's going to just talk about how Ween influences everybody. Fuck you! Ween influenced everything. <laughs> and I fucking hate Ween. Ween is the Beatles of the 90s. <laughs> Ween influenced Kanye to make my beautiful dark twisted fantasy I could see an argument my man you could see an argument for fucking anything I don't know about that I don't know about that oh I do alright guys thank you so much for listening make sure to follow the social media stay tuned for next week's episode we're gonna be talking about (gasps) DOS Racist no, we're not.